I don't know. Whatever. I'll try it. It's not going to work. Do you have it? I have it, but I'm not going to read it. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, you ready? Ready. Ready to do this. Ready to do it. Hey there. Welcome. Uh, this is episode 110 of the Kool-Aid Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I'm Drew Brown. And I'm Adrian Leinberger. And we're here today to bring to you this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. I have to give you a round of applause because that was amazing. Good <laughs> job. Today, <laughs> we're going to have a head-to-head -head fountain pen draft where Adrian and I go at it and try to pick the best fountain pen team while not going over $1,000. Um, you are going to meet Brandon, so lucky you, and we're going to have a bunch of other fun questions, curiosities, and nonsense. So buckle up, strap in, and get ready, because here we go. Uh, before we get things rolling, rolling, we're going to ease in with some feedback. Love it. All right. So I'm going to feed us back first uh, because Monk Pato says what we really want to know is who's Drew's favorite UFC fighter. And I'm sure what we all want to know means just what Monk Pato wants to know. But I always like talking about it. So I'm going to tell you anyway. UFC fighters are kind of crazy and they always end up doing controversial and or bad things. So I kind of have a hard time finding someone I truly like or someone yeah. I'm bold enough to say, I like this guy. Yeah. Because who knows, they might be in the headlines next week. I mean, week they doing pretty much something. beat people up for a living. Yeah, so you got to be a little crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. but I will say, Max Holloway, seriously good dude. Dustin Poirier, seriously good dude. So I'm, I, I feel like- I you mention Max Holloway yeah. before when you're talking to like Ethan. He's a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. So yeah, yeah, Holloway, Poirier. Boom, boom, boom. Love him. Oscar Medina, fifteen ninety seven, asks, "What are your Myers Briggs personality types?" I'm betting that you both start with I N, uh, referring to Brian and I. Um, <laughs> so, Oscar, or maybe, maybe he's talking about you and I. I don't know where I got this comment from. I don't know if I got it from the Ask Adrian a Question comment or from YouTube. Maybe either way. I, I think probably you and Brian, and then. We can just... Doesn't matter. Either way, I am ENFP. I should be INFP because I feel like I am an introvert, but this the ENFP describes me better than any of the other ones I've read. So I consider myself an ENFP, even though I do not get energy from being around people. I get energy from being alone. But still, it's pretty accurate. Uh, the the, yeah. the brief description of the ENFP, which is called the campaigner, um, and that actually fits too, because the yeah. campaign or somebody's like, hey, I'm interested in this thing. You should be interested in yes, it too. Yes, that is, that is you to a T. That's very me. Yeah. Um, campaigners are independent and creative, always on the lookout for the magic and meaning in everyday life. Aw, yeah. you are on the lookout for magic. Yeah, it's everywhere. It is. Uh, Brian is an ENTP. So uh, same as me, except with the T. Uh, that is known as the debater. Um, and... Uh, I pasted the same thing that I pasted for campaigner. Anyway, talk, mm. talk about yourself. I'm going to find out what the debater well, says. Well, I am an ENFJ. So again, Drew and I are very similar, except I have the, the J to mine. And the J stands for judgmental, but not in the way you might think. Uh, however, it is a little funny because it's more like you like a planned and organized existence. And if my husband were watching this, he would be cracking up because I do not have a planned or organized anything. You're you're pretty well organized at work. Maybe it's like a work versus personal thing. It might be. Your I office mean, is very neat and tidy. 
you obviously haven't looked at it today, but I've got it's like, more often my... tidy than mine is. For that is sure. true. That is true. Um, the ENFJ Adrian uh, says that the protagonist is what she is. Protagonists oh, yeah. are genuine, caring people who talk the talk and walk the walk. Nothing makes them happier than motivating other people to do what's right. As a former manager of Adrian, I will say <laughs> that what's right and just and correct and lawful is very important to her. That also aligns with my zodiac sign. So I've got a lot of like justice in there. Yes, you, you like justice. I like justice. Justice. Um, so back to Brian. The debaters are the ultimate devil's advocates, thriving on the process of shredding arguments and beliefs and letting the ribbons drift in the wind for all to see. In meetings, which Adrian and I are both in plenty of meetings with Brian, he will often just like, you know, if everybody is in agreement with something, that's Brian's cue to be like, okay, well, I need to disagree with this then. <laughs> like if everybody's like, yes, we should definitely carry this new like $50 Lamy 2000. Brian's like, well, hang on. What if we don't? <laughs> let's let's talk about how about we don't do that. Right. Like, and here are the reasons why. He, he just, he has to, if no one else is anti he's like well i need to at least fill these shoes because yeah. what you know maybe what if you know he, yeah. he feels like all bases need to be covered and if he's the one that needs to cover them then so be it even if it's not his personal belief yeah he'll still do it he does a very good job about bringing up those points even if he is in favor yeah. of something yeah absolutely yeah. all right so uh what sort of feedback do you have adrian well nathan kenyon says on the topic of retro 51 i've got one of their fountain pens that i found for sale on reddit it's probably in my top five fountain pens. Always starts, never skips. Just a good all-around pen. That is good to hear. Last to week hear. we talked about brands or pens that we wish were more popular, mm. and Retro Fifty One fountain pens. Absolutely, came up. yeah. And I heard that he was not the only one. I heard some a lot of solid stuff, uh, or she or they. Yeah, I heard a lot of good stuff about Retro yeah. Fifty One fountain pens. And you and I have kind of revisited that recently. Because we're kind of mentally uh, Retro 51 fountain pens, but we've been actually thinking Talking. and using them more recently. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, they're solid. And we, um, we've um we got another couple. Yeah, we, we got the Buzz. The Buzz, buzz which came is in. gorgeous. I wonder so. how that's selling. I haven't checked. I haven't either. Hopefully it's good. But we haven't heard any people unhappy with it. Nope. So we haven't heard any always Buzz. Always good. Always good. Uh, Dawn Demanda says, thank you for entertaining me while I finish cupcakes for my daughter's baby shower Saturday and then cleaning up the mess I made. Then I relaxed for the second half. Glenn does a fantastic job and I do love your product photos. They are so much better than any other site. I enjoy browsing just to enjoy the pictures. I agree. Glenn Glenn got a lot of love last episode. I mean, and it I was really why he wouldn't. I, well, I agree, but yeah. he, you know, not a lot of people go out of their way to mention the photography, but because we had him on there, he got yeah. a little bit of a spotlight. He really appreciated all the kind words to so everybody that uh, mentioned that. Uh, yeah. It really meant a lot to him because it's he's a little bit of an unsung hero. He here, is. So. He is. You see his work every time you visit the site, but you might not know how long he's been working on something or how much energy goes into creating one of those. And we also have a second photographer named Alex, and he will join us one day as well. Yes. Alex is amazing for all our on-white stuff. And so I'm excited for everybody to get to meet him too. And then lastly, Jessica's Black says, spotlight Anita and Brenda, please. Almost all of my orders are packed by them, so I know their names well. Anita might. Brenda, I don't no, know. I've no. asked them both and they just kind of yeah. laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think you could maybe get Anita if you like did a like two minute quick 
like quick round, like yeah. favorite color, favorite pen, how long you've been here. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple of folks in our, in our uh, fulfillment team that are very just like get the business done sort of types. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, those two are, they are very wonderful, much. wonderful people, but they're just like, all right, how is this helping me? Yeah, yeah. Can <laughs> we can we do this more efficiently? <laughs> yes, please. Why are we doing this? Oh my god! No, I love uh, they. I love giving them a hard time, and they give yeah. me a hard time too. I'm, I'll yeah. be walking in there just to say hi to Crystal, and then a needle just start sassing me for no reason. Oh yeah, I tell you, well, uh, yeah. I See, I don't ever get sassed by them because well, I am on their good side. All right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on to some new stuff because we've got a bunch. Uh, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is the Benu Euphoria fountain pen hallowed harvest now this is a super limited edition but benny euphoria pins are amazing so uh check it out add the uh do the notify me if you want to get it because we expect them to go whoosh, very halloweeny very very fast uh we've also got the esterbrook sd raven fountain pen or sd fountain pen raven which is just a matte black on black which is always such a classic look we're going to be carrying two versions we've got the cartridge converter uh currently starting at 202 and then we've got the button piston fill uh which sadly is sold out but when it comes back it'll be 247 have you felt the um button on that thing no it's so smooth yeah because i have i've used one it's so i've used one that was like brass and mm. it was very like <laughs> yeah, yeah it was very metally this like one that. is smooth because the nice. metal is black lacquered so um oh, yeah. or anodized i guess i don't know yeah but anodized. It's, it's smooth and quiet nice so it's like a it's like kind of a con 70 if you've ever used one of those oh so that's very smooth it's a piston but it's a button yeah um so yeah definitely yeah. cool it's very unique it's not like we have a lot of pens that do that yeah no that's awesome i love new filling mechanisms yes. or different filling yeah, mechanisms. I was we surprised. Should, should and I was kind of surprised that the SD was the one to do that because I just like they already had a system. They already made cartridge converter stuff and then they're like, yeah. oh, button filler. What? Let's let's do this. Maybe it's revisiting something in Esther Brooks past. Probably. Yeah. Then we have the Sailor Pro Gear Moroccan Mint Tea Kissian uh, limited edition. Now it's got the Pro Gear for 312 and the King of Pens for 880 and this one is beautiful. It's kind of got a cream body and a red translucent cap. Um, I prefer it to the other one, just in terms of the color. Uh, and then we've got the Pro Gear Slim Moroccan Mint Tea and Sugar. That's the good one. That one. That one is better. It is looks more better. like tea. It yeah. looks more like tea. That the barrel is uh, kind of a beautiful it's not quite as dark as the 823 amber but it's a little bit amber and then the cap is also better <laughs> white to be the sugar in the tea yeah, it's not just white it's it's, it's, it's cream. cream yes it's very and the grip it's just section like, matches the cap it's just like what they did last year where they came out with two ho-hum larger versions and then and then the christmas pudding yeah. And this one's like that. It's good. It's it fun. Is. I wish it wasn't a slim. I wish it was bigger, but the colors yeah. are more exciting. Uh, they make the little ones the more fun ones, just like yeah. pudding. They do. They mm. do. And then, if that's not enough, there's also the Moroccan Mint Tea Ink uh, by Sailor as well that comes with this. And because I know people always like to know, like, what are comparable colors? While you can see this on our website, I used our Swab Shop comparison tool and found that it is super, super, super close to Ferris Wheel Press's Queen and Castle. 
Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. But Queen and Castle's shimmery, right? Yes. Okay. So, so it's, it's like a non-version. It's like a non-shimmery gotcha. version of that. But uh, check both of those out to your own comparison. Gotcha. So instead of Queen and Castle, it could be like Duke and Big House. Yes. Or like Tea with the Queen. There we go. Tea with the Queen. Tea with the Queen. There we go. Tea Queen. All right. I'm going to talk a lot about paper. So y'all hold on to your butts. Ooh. Uh, endless, endless, endless. So the Endless Recorder A5 Notebook in Stealth is now available. This is just like the other Endless Recorders. They have a blue and a black with a teal thing. This one's just all black. Black on black on black on black. So it's a special edition, $25.50 for that. It's got Except the, the paper is not black on the inside. No black paper. No black paper. It's white. Yes. 80 GSM Regalia paper, 192 pages, 5 millimeter dot grid ruling. And it says 16 easy to tear perforated sheets. So I guess within there, if you wanted non-permanent journaling pages, they give you 16 of those. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I have a recorder at home and I put recipes in it. Yeah. But I never paid attention to- Maybe you could write a recipe and tear it out and give it to somebody. I don't want to do that. Those are mine. I know. Anyway. Um, keep your secrets. Interesting. Yeah. So the secrets that I get off the internet. Um, and also from Endless is the daily 2024 planner. So that's here, ready for your 2024 planning. It's black, it's $28.50. And it's got some things like habit trackers, appointment trackers, and moon phase indicators on all days because we need to know about that apparently. Yes, we do. Um, 345 pages there, also 80 GSM regalia paper, which is nice. It is. I it's like a really that nice paper, paper a lot. It's yeah. if you haven't tried regalia paper from Endless, do it because it's good. A couple of years ago I got one of their planners and I loved it uh when I used it. I'm it's just solid. not a planner person. I traditionally am not, but I'll tell you what I am gonna buy. Yeah. One of these next ones. The Endless Explorer refillable A5 journal. So this is a cactus leather, you know, uh Modular Cover. journal system like Traveler's Notebooks or any of the other versions of that. Um, but it is cactus leather. So it is non-animal leather. I believe they call that vegan. It, Yeah. Yeah. I would call that vegan. Sure. Yeah, but it's actually like still technically leather. Like it has a little logo on it that says full grain leather. How is that possible? I guess because it's still organic. Like it's still hmm. made from living material. Things? Interesting. So, but it's got like the little leather logo that looks like the pelt, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it says full grain leather on it, but it's cactus leather. It definitely smells different. It smells leather oh. adjacent. Leather adjacent. Not like a Wilson's leather in the mall? Oh my God. I used to work there. Did you? I did. That was my second job. Nice. It smelled very leathery. I was going to say, did you deck yourself out in like the leather jacket and everything? No, I did buy a very, very late 90s jacket though. I still have it because I got a really good deal on it. It was like a $400 jacket I got from like a hot frock for like 120, but it looks like something Al Pacino would wear in Donnie Brasco. Yep. I it can looks, picture it. Do you know how long it is? It probably comes to like mid thigh on you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like you could almost be Neo in the matrix. It's not coming back in style. No, but I'm like, what do I do with it? Cause nobody wants it. I can't sell it. So yeah. And it's give also it kind of baggy too. It's it like just a little bit more time. I'm sure it'll come back. <sighs> Some things just don't though. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know what I'm doing with this. This looks so stupid. It's like one of those jackets you would like unfold your collar and put over your jacket. You oh. know, it's like that sort of oh. thing. It's so bad. That was so 90s but I, too. I, was, I was like, oh, I know. I was like, I got such a good deal on it. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, yikes. And you probably loved it while I you wore it. I thought it was pretty badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me to wear it. I won't. Um, 
So that journal is really cool. It's only $60. It comes um, with three different elastic bands for you to put all of your A5 notebooks in as long as like they're thin enough, you know, you don't want to put in there with a wire bound ruling or uh, Binding or, or hard, hard bound. Hard yeah, binding. you want to stick with stable bound or um, uh, uh, sewn. Yes. But the thing that's going to be super cool for a lot of our PenCast listeners is that months ago, Brian asked everybody if they would have interest in a 7mm dot grid notebook. And we got a resounding yes from many, 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 many people. Yes. So this notebook is going to contain a 7mm dot grid ruling that will be, I believe, exclusive to the Goulet Pen Company like this um, journal is nice. so it's got we've got exclusive packaging on the journal um and then it will come with the a5 seven millimeter dot grid journal and then later we're going to offer those for sale individually nice. also. so those will nice. be on the way go ahead and get started with this one 60 bucks uh hopefully we'll have more refills available for you as soon as you exhaust this one but for now you put some more a5 stuff in there so we chose a5 because it's pretty versatile there's a lot of a5 options out there and uh yeah check Very it out cool. on the website we've got more pictures um, we've also got pictures of the PenCast sticker sheet. We had this in development before the last person at uh, the PenCast said, hey, you know what? A sticker sheet might actually be a good idea. Somebody said that. Yeah. So oh, I was I like, oh, well, I might do that. That was already in process. You can see we've got a sticker of Brian Goulet right here. Uh, it's so Holding good. his travel log over his shoulder. Um, a so PenCast good. listener was kind enough to actually do this preemptively. And we're like, well, okay, we'll do something with that. So that looks great. He's got a little axe there. He's got a Rubik's Cube on his belt. He's got his ink samples. Yeah, he's got in an ink sample like, bandolier. Yes, I love yep. it. And then he's got his... The attention uh, to detail is He's got fabulous. his uh, Yukari Royale. <laughs> and then we've got Turkey Hammock showing up here. We've got the PenCast logo. We've got Brian's quote, quantity is quality up in the top corner here. And then we've got my Corgi Kaiju down there at the bottom. This one isn't the exact same scale. It is smaller than the one we gave away at DC, but it's here and you can get it. You can get all of these for just $6. So um, these are available now. Check them out. They'll be around. Hope you enjoy it. Um, is the barcode also a sticker? The barcode is not a sticker. Oh, I was going to say that'd be so really sorry. fun. You could put that on <laughs> you and then scan yourself at like the self-checkout and see what it comes up as. Six dollars. Six dollars. Yeah. yeah. Pen, pen six six yeah. Goulet dollars. Yep. All right. So before we move on to Q&A, I wanted to say that I spoke with our co-worker, Jenea, who is our uh, marketing marketing specialist. Yes. Uh, and I asked her, Jenea, what is a cool ink sample that you think that we should offer for free to our PenCast listeners? And she very quickly said, wearing goal, I am a cat. She has been loving that. It's a nice calm gray, but with some gold shimmer. And she's just yeah. been all about it. And nice. very quickly was like, this is the one. So that is what we're going to allow you to do. If you are placing an order in the next week, go ahead and pop in an ink sample, if you wish, of I am a cat to your cart. And then in the uh, coupon code box, just type in cat and It'll get your your dollar seventy five or whatever will get deducted from your final cost. It will make it free. It will make it free. So um, from now uh, the twentieth to the twenty seventh of October, that will be available to you. So enjoy. Thank cool, you, Janaya. Cool. Now we're going to move on to the Q and A segment. Q and A. I'll start. Please. C Adcock says. Yeah. Help. I don't know what to write other than journaling, and friends and family will worry about me if I start sending correspondence. What do people do with their pen collections other than admire the pens themselves? 
Themselves. Well, that's that's a good question, and I've I've been there before. Yeah. Um, I want to write, but I don't know what to write. Don't know who to write it to. Yeah. I will say this: don't count out the fact that I mean, granted, if you think someone's going to react poorly to your letter, don't write them one. But don't don't assume that you know how somebody is going to react to getting a letter that just is saying hi. Hey. I had a moment earlier this year, I think, where I just was at an event. And we were hanging out with friends and I was just kind of overcome with gratitude and appreciation for our friends. So Mm -hmm. I wrote about five or six letters over the course of a few days just saying, hey, thank you for being my friend. I like you. I think you're, you know, really smart, intelligent and insightful. I appreciate the perspective you've brought to my life. You know, I was like, it's, it was super corny and cheesy, but you know what? It would have been a whole lot more corny and cheesy to like just sit here and tell somebody that to their face, you know, which I, I definitely do. And my wife is like, oh my God, Drew, stop. You know, it was just, a, she's just doing her job as a server. I'm like, yeah, but she was really good. She was really friendly. Like, she's really so nice. So I, 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 I might go a little overboard when I am overcome with gratitude, but you know, hey, it's better to do that than the opposite, right? But anyway, it is less awkward when you do it via written correspondence. So go ahead and do it. I had got a, I got a call the day one of my friends received his letter. He called me. He was like, Drew, I, this was just made my day just I've, no one has ever done this for me. Like, I have a lot of friends, but, you know, just getting it written down like that was very special. And that meant a lot to me because I'm like, all right, great. I made an impact. So you never know. I mean, maybe nine out of 10 people don't even respond to your letter or don't text you or anything about it. But if you change the one person's day, totally worth it. Absolutely. And if you need to write something down anyway, might as well write something down that's going to positively benefit somebody. Very true. Like, so many times we think positive things about our friends, family, co-workers are like, man, they're really smart. They're really nice. And we don't tell them. Yeah. Like, just tell them. Right? So it can be a little A5 sheet. Don't even oh, need yeah. to go A4. Just A5 it, put a stamp on it, send it out. Um, it's, it's, it's when you write a letter to somebody, when they hold it, they know this person sat down because everybody knows about how long it takes to write a page of something. Yeah. They're going to know like this person took at least, you know, five, 10 minutes out of their day and thought about me. Yeah that can go a long way. And it might surprise you how long it goes. Well, and when I write letters to people, I am always much more aware of what I am writing. Absolutely. Because I really, like, it's like I'm using a really nice tool. So I want my thoughts to be as nice as the tool I'm using. 100%. And if you don't want to send it to someone, one thing I've also done, and it's kind of like journaling, but if you write a letter to someone without the intention of giving it to them, it can help be a bit of a mental exercise, a bit of therapy sometimes. Um, if you've got someone in your life that isn't in your life as much and you wish they were or somebody that you don't have a great relationship with, write them a letter. Just tell them how you feel. Don't send it to them. But <laughs> a lot of the times, like, thinking um, is like driving sometimes. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fast, it's quick. You get from point A to point B, but you don't really pay attention to where you're going along the way. Oh, yeah. And when you write, that to me is like walking. Yes. Because you're paying more attention, like you just said, you're paying more attention to what you're passing. You're paying more attention to your path, to your movement. And if you are mentally walking instead of mentally driving, you're going to notice more things. You're going to, as you're writing this letter to somebody, you're going to kind of, uh, your insight is going to be different. You're going to pick up a few things that you might not have picked up otherwise. And after you're done writing this letter, for lack of a better term, you might have a mental eureka moment that 
could benefit you the next time you uh, sit down for your therapy session. Um, <laughs> so that's a helpful thing as well. So a real letter and then a fake letter. That's what would be my recommendations would be to you. Nice. You have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I actually always like doing fancy things for them. So for years now. Fancy uh, things for? Not for them, with them, with fountain pens. Oh, right. Fancy things with fountain pens. Um, I do place cards for like any big family gathering. So uh, we can put people where we want them with their place cards. Yeah. Uh, I also will write the menu for like fancy like Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. So everybody gets a menu at their own plate. Ooh. And that's just, that's really fun to, you know, to do use. Do they a... expect that now? Oh, yeah. I've, I've had family members be like, so if I give you some note cards can nice. you do this for me oh that's so cool yeah no one's yeah. ever asked me to do that uh i i started doing stuff like that i think back in high school so it's what it has been a long time oh wow yeah all yeah. right we're gonna get into that later when we talk about our fountain pen use prior to Goulet pen company because yes. that is very telling <laughs> it is it is um and then also it's not quite as much fountain pen but we do have some great fountain pens that are good for artists um the twisby eco is always a favorite of artists because it's got so much ink so you can use that if you're doing art especially if you use a waterproof art and shockingly the uh platinum preppy is another really good one because it's got mm. that extra fine nib yeah. you can get that and that's great for really very utilitarian yeah so inexpensive great to carry with you um so yeah those two things solid all right, question two comes to us this week from a long name that uh, I'm not going to try to say. Um, ends with Anna, 2108. And uh, this person is asking, I always wondered if something, if someone wasn't a fountain pen enthusiast when joining the team, the Gouley Pen Company, how long did it take them to fall into that rabbit hole? And were Drew and Adrian both fountain pen users before joining? Also, love Adrian. She's such a Aww. sweetie. Well, thank you. Ah, no, she's not. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the day. Let, let's let's be real. No, you always are. <laughs> always, always, always. Uh, well. So yeah, you've been a I've you've been, been a pen nerd for a long time. Yes, or no, at I've, least a nerd. I don't I, know some mm, writing, a writing, a writing nerd. Yeah, for yeah. a very long time. Now, back in high school, it was the uh, jelly roll uh -huh. pens. You know, loved them. Had every color, like the milky pens and all oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but. Yeah, to, to recap very quickly, I actually found Goulet because I was looking for a fountain pen place and found that there was one here in Virginia. But you were specifically looking for a, oh, like a fountain pen store. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Or a, a place that could not repair. Just, not to work at, but to no, shop at. No, at first to, okay, to yeah. shop at. Um, then I found Goulet and I thought that was amazing. And uh, I ordered some stuff and got a... Uh, a lovely package with the Lamy Safari Petrol. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was a, the driveway petrol, right? Yep, yeah. that was the driveway petrol. And um, ever since then, so for me, it didn't take that long. Um, two of our newer team members, they would say inside 60 days. Like, especially being on the customer care team, you get a chance to see a lot of the pens, whether or not we're inspecting them for customers or they've come back with returns and we're seeing what's going on with them. So we just get a lot of hands-on um, uh, experience. And because we get to see and touch a lot of pens, I think that really kind of jumpstarts their interest. Yeah. Uh, I know for Kay, uh, she was kind of a little hesitant until she saw the Banu uh, vodka on the rocks, mm. which is pretty much pure sparkle. And that 
turned her turned her around. That's like the most Benu Benu. It is. It is. it would only be more Benu if it was like skull and crossbones total sparkle like their tattoo yeah maybe glow in the dark too yeah yeah, yeah maybe, add some maybe that's in not the, the most benu benu but it is it's it's a benu it's loud it's yeah yeah very loud yeah um there are a couple people i think it's more impressive when someone doesn't work with fountain pens at all at this company and then yeah. still becomes a fountain pen nerd yeah absolutely. like jeremy and jen specifically oh yeah um they like consistently still buy stuff even though they don't in their job it doesn't require them to touch a pen Nope. Like at all. But nope. yet they still got hooked. So it's 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 not uncommon for someone whose, you know, job doesn't actually put them on the front lines of like pen knowledge to still be into it. But yeah, it definitely does happen. It just it all depends on the person and their proclivities, I guess. Yeah. For me, I definitely have been a lifelong rabbit hole diver and collector. Like, you know, I've collected mm-hmm. lots of things. We're gonna get into more hobbies later in another question, but um, I'm susceptible to that. So it did not take mm-hmm. me long. I had only written with a fountain pen once before, and that was just with some random little calligraphy set that my mom had that worked very poorly, and I got way turned off. I think it. I can probably picture what it looked like, too. Oh, yeah. It had, like, different, you know, sort of <laughs> um, nibs and grip sections yep, on it. And yep. And it probably came with, like, two converters, a black one and a blue one? It came with a couple. You know, okay. it, was, it was in one of those like plastic trays yep. with like the vacuum formed little, yep, yep, you know, yep. and it was just junky. I was fascinated by it. I wanted it to work, but yeah. I don't know how how long it had been sitting around. Probably you know, a while. I, I wanted to enjoy it, but it was just, it was scratchy and dry and probably all, yeah, I yeah. probably wasn't doing it right, but that was my only experience. But I'm like, yeah, fountain pens are dumb and boring and scratchy and dry and sad. But then I, you know, got here and well, technically the garage and um, Brian was like, well, yeah, you know, I pick, pick out a, you know, pretty affordable fountain pen and, you know, you can have it. And I picked a Lamy All-Star in uh, ocean blue with Two a 1.1 nib. Nice. And uh, yeah, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So yeah. they just instantly, instantly done. Um, and then I, you know, saved up and bought what I thought was an incredibly expensive pen, which was the Lamy CP1. Ooh. And uh, that yeah. one, that was like my go-to pen for for a while. Really? Because, yeah, it took me a while to get another one, but yeah. it was pretty much just all Lamy there yeah. there at the beginning for sure. I did the Lamy Safari, like I said, Pilot Metro, and then my next pen purchase was the Twisby Eco. Oh wow! So I got all three of the like. Nice. I did get a five starters. a Twisby five forty pretty pretty early, Ooh. so that that was one of my ones. I'm. I wonder if I got that before the CP one or not. I don't know. They were right around the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I had a five forty. And uh, it fell apart completely, just like oh. crumbled into nothing. Um, but those 540s had a terrible time with cracks and stuff like that. That's why yeah. they were replaced with the 580. Which is lovely. But uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, so we also have, oh boy, I'm going to try. I'm going to say a lot of letters. MKH.my, I hope. Sure. That was the way it goes. Other than fountain pens, what other rabbit holes have you fallen into? And do you want me to ask the second yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. They're and all, they're we connected. had we had kind of a connected question from Lucius. Uh, if fountain pens didn't exist, what would be the next hobby closest to it that you would be into? So I figured if we get two hobby related questions, uh, we dive. we gotta Let's answer this one. I love it. Yeah. So between the two of us, we we have had some random rabbit hole hobbies oh, yeah. and collections for sure. Like no doubt about that. Uh, it doesn't take a lot for either of us to. No. Fall in. Um, Hyperfocus. Yes. 100%. <laughs> so my first one was probably action figures as a kid. Uh, Star Wars action figures. I had loved to just like set them up, display them. One one Christmas, I asked for a display case 
for my Star Wars figures. Really? Yeah. Like I wanted them in glass. And they were all loose too. They weren't, they, were, they, were, they had no Not value. In the packages. No, and... <laughs> no. I just thought they looked cool. I'm like, I set them up in little scenes and stuff. I turned on the light. And I'm like, oh yeah, that looks sweet. I like um, it. And then, you know, I bought a bunch of McFarlane figures, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the super detailed ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so action figures are definitely number one. Followed closely by comic books, single issue comics. I would, I had a subscription box at my local comic store. I would bag and board them. I would label the dividers, you know, the long cardboard boxes. I still have about a half dozen of those in my closet upstairs. Um, so that was my next collection there. And then, uh, you know, that was pretty much it for a good long while. And then movies. I started collecting just way too many Blu-rays and DVDs mm-hmm. and things like that. So that definitely happened. And then uh, kind of push pause on that. And then just recently, you know, I got into coins a couple years ago, went down that rabbit hole. Are you still looking for coins or have you um, kind of completed what you were hoping to get? I, I will I will go seek one out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I've crossed off a lot of my list. What I was doing for a while was seeking out um, your uh, British half crowns mm-hmm. on the death year of each monarch going back to George III. Yeah. So I got those all done. So I now I kind of need a new a new one a new. Uh, Did you get uh, Queen Elizabeth? Well, that's the thing. They don't make half crowns anymore. They oh. switched to the decimal system. Oh, um, so yeah, yeah. now you know um, uh, they don't have those. So I can't technically get. I have a. I do have a half crown with Queen Elizabeth on it because when she was you know um, not inaugurated. That's. Um, American speak. Ascended? Uh, Ascended yeah. to the throne? Yeah, sure. Um, coronated. Coronated, um, yes. I do have one from on her coronation day. So That's pretty cool. But uh, it's not silver. They stopped making them out of silver at that point. But, yeah. you know. So, yeah, coins, that's a thing. And then retro video games. Started that about 15, 20 years ago, probably, collecting Super Nintendo and Nintendo games mostly. And then that brought me in a little bit to the restoration side of things. So uh, restoring and cleaning Game Boy's actual, uh, you know, um, retro systems. And then that led me to Raspberry Pi computers, which are great for retro game emulation. So I've (laughs) built those into handheld units. I've built them into full-size arcade machines. And then I've built them and given them to friends and family as well. So that is the whole thing. Now, have you done more than one arcade machine? Um... I've done the arcade machine we have here, and yeah. then I retrofitted a friend's, uh, my friends Josh and Steven, they uh-huh. own a arcade one-up machine, which are those kind of like smaller arcade cabinets uh-huh. that you can get at like Walmart and Costco. They had a Pac-Man machine that had just one controller on there. Uh-huh. I retrofitted that one and added a second controller to it and then added a Raspberry Pi to that one so nice. that they could use that one as a full-blown arcade machine so technically two i guess yeah that's pretty cool um and then kayaking i got into that for a while yeah i've been into video editing for a good long while every time we have a family vacation i go way overboard and edit a thing and have (laughs) music and everything to it it's like an hour long i don't know why i torture my family like that but i do because so gopros and drones any fun video accessory i like to do that and then, of course, I've mentioned here before that the patches have been a thing mm-hmm. recently. I've been collecting patches. And then before that, it was Disney pins from Disney World. I do the whole lanyard thing like a super nerd whenever I go to Disney vacations. You um, got your jacket patched up. I know because I can't. Quick. I know it was supposed to take a long time. It did not take a long time. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> You're going to have to buy a second. Maybe you could start putting patches on the leather jacket. Oh, Bring yeah. that back. Oh, God. Golly, that <laughs> looks so dumb. Because it's that, like, smooth, like, 
lambskin, not even oh, the chunky one. Yeah. Oh, it's so oh. And then I think movie posters are going to be next, Adrian. I've started researching double-sided posters because I want to build light boxes for of my for, for my den. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to, you know, but you have to have the double-sided ones because they have to be yeah. lit from the back. So they have to be, you know, oh, yeah. inverse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> How much wall space do you have that you're going to put all these posters on? Not enough. Not enough. I just need two. I just want two. Uh huh. Because right now I have three Star Wars posters. I'm going to downsize to two light boxes. And you've got three posters. So what new posters do you? Well, no, need? I don't have any posters. I need double sided posters. Uh, so. Okay. What are you going to Star Wars? Is that what you're going to? Well, stick here's with? the thing: the double sided posters are only used at movie theaters. So you have to get ones that have been used. Ah. And those are expensive. So yeah. Star Wars posters are going to be out of my budget. So I'll probably just end up with like. I could get the solo movie poster probably. Probably. That's affordable enough. Yeah. As far as Star Wars posters go. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I need to just, I need to chill. But um, yeah, so apart from fountain pens, retro gaming is definitely my next hobby. I'll shut up now. Interesting. Adrian. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I have always been into art. The number of pens, pencils, paint, scrapbook supplies. I was into scrapbooking like bit. Like I had a ton of scrapbooking stuff. Uh, but that kind of, once I was done with college, that kind of fizzled away mm-hmm. because I realized you don't have time in the quote real world, uh, to do all the things. Um, and like social media is kind of an online scrapbook in yeah, its own way. Yeah. Like I, I've still got some and I pull them out and look at them cause you know, they have original pictures in there, but I don't really look at old pictures anymore so uh, but I was really into scrapbooking for a while and then about eight years ago I went down a rabbit hole into reading about the 1996 expedition on Mount Everest uh you may or may not which went really well yeah (laughs) spoiler no um so Into Thin Air was the first book that kind of got me and that's by John Krakauer and he I didn't know anything about it he was on the expedition and wrote about this terrible at the time, the worst disaster that uh, had happened on Mount Everest, the largest number of lives lost, sadly. Um, And what really stuck out to me there is how crazy you've got to be to think you want to climb Mount Everest. Because reading these stories, even before the bad stuff happened, it just sounds miserable. You are at like 17,000 feet at base camp and your body doesn't do well in that uh, low oxygen atmosphere. We're not supposed to be there. No, really not. But then I found every other book written by anybody who was on the mountain in 1996 and read it. So did you, you read Anatoly's book? I did, Klein. Which which are kind of at odds with each other, aren't they? They, 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 He was not happy with Krakauer's no, book. no, he no. he actually wrote Climb in uh, response to Krakauer's first edition I heard about that, yeah. of Into Thin Air, and then Beck Weathers wrote one. Oh. Um, uh, so Lou so so Krakauer somebody. wrote a second book. No, he just added to oh, his book okay. to respond to Anatoly's oh. response. Uh, it was it was pretty oh. uh, pretty intense. Yeah, and then so, I read so, uh, of all of them. You know, which one is your favorite book? I've gone back and reread Into Thin Air more than mm. any other one. Um, and th- But honestly, the I think it was called Left for Dead. I should have written a note, but the one from Beck Weathers, mm. because he really was presumed dead, uh, and they left him, as you have to, and uh, turns out he wasn't dead, and they got him off the mountain, and um, it's a pretty incredible, uh, incredible story to read. Yeah. Um, and then I read uh, the, uh, not autobiography, but the um, expedition that Sir Hillary 
Edmund Hillary. Edmund, Edmund Hillary was on. Um, and that was really interesting, that too. Again, cool. why do you want to climb out? Like, that's why I'm fascinated with it. Is yeah. This is the a compulsion. place you know is probably going to kill you. Yeah. If nothing else, you're probably not going to make it to the top. And yet hundreds of people every year yeah. go and do it. And some people do it multiple times. So that's just amazing. Amazing. It's crazy. I read Into Thin Air and I watched the movie, but that, yeah. that was, the, that was the my movie was the, the most recent movie yeah. was really bad. I thought. I mean, it's the only one I've seen. So yeah. I was like, you know, I've, I've seen worse. Yeah. Well, yes, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. But to me, it wasn't truthful to the source material. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I saw that before I read the book. So oh, I can't oh. I can't say. Interesting. I, I was unfamiliar with the source material when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. My brother was super into it. So I saw it with him. I th okay. think. I don't know. I think it came out in like 15, yeah, 18, like somewhere. It was a while ago. Um. And then board games, which oh, very, we've talked we've talked about yeah, before. You were very much into board games. So much so that my husband and I are going on our second board game cruise. Oh my gosh! Yep, uh, and we have recruited people to the cause. That's amazing. So we've got friends going with us this year. Um, but so much so that we do our own top ten lists at the end of the year. We do board game reviews. We talk about designing a board game. We will sit down on a Saturday with a game that we have no idea how to play and spend the entire day learning it. Oh, okay, now we figured it out. Let's break it all down and start over again. There's one game we started over like three times before we actually played it. It might have been we got to playing it on the third time, but we had to start it over twice because we just, the rules were. What, should recreation be this difficult? Yes, because it's like a puzzle. Ugh. It is. So I find that when I am into a good board game, it is not about me winning against my peers. It is about understanding and playing the game the best I can. Because these are, I mean. Uh, That's too challenging to be relaxing. Well, I mean, I guess like, it's like. Do you feel like relaxed at the end of one of these? So or do you feel tired? On, it depends on the game. <laughs> some of them you feel tired, yeah. But it's I don't like, want to feel tired. It's like, like people who do crossword puzzles for fun. Like to me, that would be not fun. I'm just trying to think of like a video game that like exhausts me. I'm like, why would I play that? Well, like, like, are, are, do you have any video games where you're like really intense fighting and you're like, okay. Da, 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 da. I set all my games to like easy mode oh, these okay. days. Like okay. I need to chill. <laughs> like I am done. The years of me challenging myself are over. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. nope. I will, see. Let me enjoy the story. Let me just move on. I don't need to die a thousand times. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. But I do have games that you could play too that are very just fun and easy. There were a and couple. Just, just to get it out there, there are there were a couple board game specific questions for you. Oh yeah. I did. I'm like, ah, oh, we don't have time for all of these. But someone was like, you know, well, one wasn't necessarily about board games. So it's uh -huh. like, oh, Adrian, if you had a YouTube channel, what would it be about? I'm like, yeah, board games. Let's not answer that one. We actually obviously, do. yeah. And then there would another one be like, oh, if you could get Drew into board games, what one would you pick? I'm like, I don't Ooh. want to talk about that either. Ooh. So let's move on to that. Let's. See. So no, no, no. We. Hobbies, I, hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. Talk hobbies, about ducks. Hobbies. And then, yes, I love ducks. I have been collecting ducks, again, since I was like in middle school. Yeah, you like sharks too, don't you? Oh, I love sharks. Yeah. I wanted to be a marine biologist for many, many, many years. And oh. I I probably know more about sharks than a normal person. I mean, I am nowhere near. Give us a cool shark fact. Um, the oldest known shark, give or take about 20 years, is, is a Greenland shark, not mm -hmm. all of them. And it is... At least 392 years old, but uh, it could be 20 years older than that. At least 392. 392? Yeah. 
And, and you know how they determine that? There's a protein in the eyeball of the shark that they can test. Don't ask me how they get that protein. I don't know if it's from the live shark, which That's I like would a, that, assume. That, 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 that thing could have attacked a pirate. Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah. Like a classic pirate. So I, um, I asked the leaders this morning to put these things in order. Uh, trees, Polaris, the North Star, mm -hmm. the rings of Saturn, and a shark or sharks in general, which one's the oldest? Um, tree. Sharks. Sharks, all right. Sharks are older than the rings of Saturn, than trees, and than the North Star. Dang. The oldest known shark fossil is around 450 the North million. Star, is, isn't the North Star like already dead though and we just can't see it? Um, No, I don't think it's... I thought all dead. the stars are pretty much dead. I don't... And we're just seeing leftover... No, um, I mean, I think if it died now, we would still be seeing it for however many light years it is away. Well, yeah, of course, but it might be already dead. I don't know about that. Maybe uh, they maybe they can use that fancy telescope where they can like see the beginning. Maybe of the they're universe. just checking the star's eyeball to yeah. find out. How yeah, take they're... the protein out. Of... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, number four comes to us from Laurel Peace, nineteen seventy six. Hooray for Adrian! Hooray! Topics. Your best Halloween costume. These are not very fountain pen specific, are they? They are not. Anyway, I asked everybody, I was like, hey, what questions do you have for me and Adrian? I don't think a lot of them were fountain pen specific, but That's okay. okay. Here, this is what we're going to do. Best Halloween costume. Best, oh, here we go. Best Halloween costume in addition to best all around everyday paper or fountain pens. Or is it entirely dependent on the ink? Um, better dog breed, Corgi or Golden Retriever. Love y'all. Love, love that. All those questions. Yeah. Too. So we do have some fountain pen adjacent yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, my, the Halloween costume I was most proud of is when I went as Black Canary from Arrow back when Arrow first premiered on, I want to say the CW. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so I did that and I had all sorts of, it was great. I will not be sharing a picture though. Um, fishnets, right? Fishnets. Good. The scream, leather the jacket. leather jacket. Wait, the scream? Yeah, like uh, anytime people would uh, be like, because ah, oh, you know, okay. Black Canary has the... Right, you you would actually I mean, scream? Oh, no. That oh, would, okay. Because I can scream very loudly. I'm like, like you, you listed the scream as though it was an accessory or something. I'm like, did you have some sort of like no, speaker I just, I just like embedded like into that. your jacket? <laughs> like I'm screaming. You know, I named one time. of my dogs after her. Dinah. Dinah, yeah. Dinah. Yep. Oh, such a sweet girl. Um, in terms of everyday paper, I am incredibly spoiled by getting to work here, so I have access to all the paper. Um, so fountain pen friendly is pretty much what I use. I'm currently using a Rhodia Goal Book for everything, and that's great. But at home, I do have HP, I had to write it down so I'd get the right one, HP Bright White 24R paper, which is 24 pound. It's just a little bit thicker than regular printer paper. And I've actually been using that with some of my collages and stuff with fountain pen, ink, and paper. And it, unless I have like my stub nib with like Colorverse Andromeda, which is one of the longest wettest, or like nitrogen, which is just gonna never dry, um, it does a pretty good job. So I would say if you're using a traditional fountain pen, ink, and nib size, that's that's what I'd recommend. Nice. Yeah. Corgi or Golden Retriever? Corgi. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So Halloween costumes. My best looking one was probably the Doctor Strange um, costume that I wore last year. That was I didn't impressive. I didn't make I didn't make that one though. I bought it. I, I did create the harness for the cape. Yeah. Because they sent it to me with like a clothespin for the like a twenty pound cape. I'm like, what? That, that, that that's not going to stay. No, on. absolutely not. So I had to use a. I made like a. I bought like a posture support harness from Amazon and then sewed in a bunch of rare earth magnets to it. So it's nice. like a. It's like a backpack now, like a cape backpack. I love it. So I did it. do some work to it, but um, I don't know if I could say that's my favorite um because i didn't really do a lot of work to it and i had i take pride in like costume work yeah um you so do. the one i did the most work on was when i was snake from metal gear solid 3 because i had to do a lot of research and purchasing a very different sort of military pouches because oh. he wore so looking at the character model he wore some like a what a canteen holster from like World War II, and then a bunch of Vietnam era patches and oh. stuff. And then I needed to get custom like webbing done because he wears this like harness sort of deal. I so, think uh, you should say uh, costume um, authenticity is another rabbit hole you go down. I don't do anything halfway. That's I true. Either, I either and that, that's the same way with my opinion toward things. <laughs> I'm either ambivalent or. Totally for, or a, yeah. like, no, sorry, I'm not ambivalent. I'm either like, I hate it or I love it. Yeah. And that's the same thing with any sort of task. I will go in all the way or just not do it at all. That's true. So, um, yeah, I've never, um, never halfway done a Halloween costume before. What about any of the Halloween costumes you've done for Archer? Well, I, I love both of those. Yeah. Um, the one you did for him last year was uh, amazing. Yeah, that was actually two years ago. Last year, he was just, merciful on me and just wanted to be an inflatable man being kidnapped by an alien. So, oh, that's but the year yeah. before that, I did year Nova, was, lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very impressive. To, <clears throat> so, to yeah, see. so I'd probably say Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake. Um, and then for paper, I for letter writing, I still use Tomoe River 52 GSM. Um, Classic. Because I love how, how lightweight it is. Mm-hmm. You can shove like five of those in an envelope and it's like sending two pieces of paper. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like those a lot, especially if I'm writing long letters. Um, for like journals and stuff like that, I mean, Rhodia is my go-to, mm-hmm. but uh, I really do like the Regalia paper from Endless. That That's yeah. a recent go-to as well. So I'm less picky about paper for just everyday writing, note-taking purposes. Yeah. I love Maruman Nemasini. Oh, I use that the most in the office for sure. Yeah. I like the sizing options for those. They're good back pocket books. Yeah. I like the cover is like, it's not a hard cover, yeah. but it's like a plastic cover. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. Right. And it doesn't get bent permanently. Like Rhodia, yeah. like if you bend it, it's bent forever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those would be my recommendations. And I as approve. far as uh dog breeds, Corgi or Golden Retriever, they're both fantastic. I have um, known many Golden Retrievers and they are all, wonderful magical delightful delightful beasts and you can just grab them and wrestle them to the ground and snuggle and they're, oh, they're just oh they are just the best corgis are much more temperamental in my experience but for me corgis are better they work better like, i feel like they're more comfortable and happy inside the house mm-hmm. uh and i honestly like a little bit of temperament honestly i feel like i can connect a little bit better with corgis just because they do have a bit of sass to them and yeah. i'm like so i can kind of like gauge their attitude a little bit more yeah I'm like well, yeah. what's going on with you i'm like oh, okay i can tell what's going on with you you're 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 giving yeah. me some stuff so i don't know maybe if i owned a golden retriever i'd be i'd be able to pick that up you could yeah. probably pick that up with any dog you live with long enough but oh absolutely for me i'm gonna have to go with corgi not yeah. surprisingly but golden retrievers like easily a second best for sure oh yeah love a golden retriever love 
Yep. Love all dogs. Really. All right. So we're going to take it home now, Adrian. Okay. It is the pen draft. This is very exciting. So, um, why don't you uh, see what BTOMO24 has prompted us with? BTOMO24. Pen draft. You each get $1,000 and can draft any five pens to be on your pen roster. And once a pen has been chosen, it's off the board and can't be picked by anybody else. All right. So okay. our salary cap is $1,000. And presumably we can pick as many as we want as long as we don't go over that limit. No, it um, says five pens. Five pens. All right, good. Yes, five yes, pens. Five pens. Five pens. Um, I'm, did you go with five pens we currently sell? I did. Me too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that, but. No, I assumed that right. was one so of the. So did I. So did I. Yeah. I got to right. look up some prices because I forgot. So I'm going to get a coin okay. that I happen to have. Uh, today, today it is a uh, ooh, relatively modern one from 1939. We've got a uh, Walking Liberty half dollar here. Um, yeah, look at her. Look at her go. Boom, boom, boom. This How beautiful. pretty worn, but. All right. Heads or tails for going first? Tails. Tails. All right. Literal tails because. Yeah, you yeah. go first. Tails. All right. Okay. So Adrian's picking first, and then I will. We'll just kind of go back and forth until until we we've got our five. Let there we go. A, let me get a pen. Let's see. Yeah, what we've got to we've got to take notes. Well, we're do a brown diplomat arrow today. Okay. Well, I brought my number one pick, my top draft. Okay. It is the Benu Euphoria Sangria. Great. I love it. All right. And how much is that? How much are you spending on that one? 150. 150. Ooh, good one. Okay. So. All right. I was not going to pick that one. So that that oh, you, you you can good. have that one. All right. So see here's the thing. It's like I don't want to pick my favorite, but I wanna I, I wanna I think I'm gonna pick one that I don't want you to take. Oh. Because I've got some I know you're not gonna take. Yeah. So I don't I'm, know. I might surprise you. I have several lists. All right. Well, I don't want you to take the E95S. So that was on my list, but it got pushed off. Okay. So you can have it. I'm taking the E95S for $144. The okay. Pilot E95S. Love it. You know, I was going to try to look up uh, like basketball and football draft like stats. And then I realized that neither one of us would really care that much. No. So, no. Okay. So my second mm -hmm. pick. We have talked about this brand a lot very recent in the very recent past. You and I. Not on the pen cast. Oh, I know. It's Opus 88. It is an Opus 88. <laughs> it is the Opus 88 demonstrator. Okay. Go for it. How much is that one? 120. 120. All right. Very good. Okay. I, I should have I should have known that one. Okay. All right. All right. Um, next up, I'm going to have to go with um, my favorite pen, the Pilot Custom 912. And that is a whopping 280. 280. Whew. Yes, I want that Falcon nib. And I might enjoy the Falcon nib more on the 743, but I just love the flat top look. I, I just, yeah. I do not jive with the rounded edges. I like the flat ones. So I'm going to go with that one. So I've got the uh, E95 and the 912 for Drew Brown. You are really leaning into pilot there. Oh, yeah. There's mostly pilot on this list. Oh, well, yeah. there's I only mean, one pilot on my list, oh, but I'm going to claim it now. Go just, for it. Just in case. The pilot, custom, 823 with a medium nib. Go for it. I I love that pen. Every time I write with it, I'm like, this is 
to me what every fountain pen experience should be, or at least one of your fountain pen experiences. You're not you're not wrong. Like, and I would recommend it for others. Yeah. But for me, I don't need the capacity. So yeah. not on my list. You'll notice actually that a lot of my pens are big capacity pens. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah. Um, so how much was that one? Um, I want to say it's like 336. I, I, let me check. Okay. I should know. Ah, oh, 336. Boosh. All right. Well done. All right. So my third pen, um, I'm going to go with a pen that we were just talking about and I was interrupting you and being rude about it. The Sailor... I'm specifically, I mean, it's going to be a Sailor Pro Gear Slim for, yeah. for 220 but specifically, well, the Sailor prices are all over the place. Right. So, so you got to be careful. I got to specify. So yeah. this one is going to be the Moroccan Mint Tea. Oh! Ah! So that's 220 220 Yep. So I've got two pilots and one Sailor here. How, where where are we in terms of pricing? Um, I, I don't know where I'm at. I'm at 144 280 and 220 I haven't hit 1000 yet. But, but 44, 280, and 220. Yeah, I did. I did price out my my dream team, so I know that this is included in there. So I haven't gotten to a thousand yet for sure. Yeah. So you and I are both. I'm at. If I did my math right, which I may or may not have, is I'm at 600 and you're at 644. All right. So we still got we still got some uh some space. All right. Um, so number four for you. Number four for me is you know I love small pens. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love to find the smallest pen I can and write with it. Love it. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Coeco Sport in the pearlescence finish. Nice. Yes. That's a good one. It is so pretty. Okay. And I believe it's right at six. No, no, no. 30? $30, not 60. 30 with a question mark? 30 with a question mark. Okay. I'm going to gonna confirm that. All right. Well, in the meantime, since you started getting all up in some Coveco, I'm going to just for safety purposes, claim my $60 Kaveco Lilliput in green. That was almost, oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay. I was so close. The reason I went with the sport is because I can eyedropper convert it. Again, big ink capacity. I, I I love my green Lilliput. Yeah. That That is my go-to tiny pen. I mean, the E95 is a great small pen, but yeah. I, that $60 Lilliput is such a good deal. It's 60 bucks. It's the freaking tiniest thing in the world. Um, I love it. Love it so much. Yes, it is $30. 30 okay. All right. So we both got our, our Kaveco fix, perhaps. 630. Are we on our last one? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, this isn't... Wait, what have you said again? Um, the, you, you've done all pilot, right? Yeah, the E95S, the 912... The Lilliput and the Pro Gear Slim. And the Pro Gear Slim. Okay, I am going to bring it home with a Twisby 580 ALR. All right. Prussian blue. I Specifically that color because it is you, wonderful. You, you, you gave me your Prussian blue. I did, and I'm regretting that, except I think I got, I don't remember. I well, traded you, tra- you, you traded, yeah. I traded you the Prussian blue and the Iris Vac mm-hmm. for... Of which I have both if you want to trade them back, if you got some No, else. no, no. I, I traded those for the... Um, the Montegrappa, mm-hmm. that first the Elmo, yeah, that first Elmo we did the exclusive one. Okay. All right, I've got I've got some. All right, so the last one for you. So, uh, oh my gosh! All right, I have, I'm having a tough time with this one. Let's see. Yeah. Oh no! Okay, 
I can't. I'm gonna go over if I pick the. Uh, oh, 65. I'm gonna go over if I pick the eight, the the 743. So. Ah. Um. All right. Um. I am gonna go with uh for two hundred dollars. That will leave me at nine hundred and four dollars. The Pilot Falcon. So, Solid. Yep, that Solid. one. Solid. I, I, uh, it was between that and the um, shown Pocket Six. Oh, yeah. In Dark Matter. That would have been a great, um, great option. But the Pilot is a little bit more expensive, and I'm trying to get mm-hmm. you know closer to my cap. And while the shown is fun, uh, the Pilot. If I'm only going to have these pens, you know, mm-hmm. the Pilot gives me a completely unique writing experience. That's true. Yeah. So I want to have. I don't have any. That's not true. I already got my 912. That has a falcon nib on it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't pick a falcon. Crap. Uh, well, no, I'm still going with the falcon. There we go. I love it. Commitment. Yep. yep. I mean, that would be like in sports. I'm going to say in basketball, if you have like. Nope, nope. I changed my mind. Going with, no, and, no. Going with the pocket six. 170 for the pocket six. So a little bit little bit under 900, but that's going to be bad. my thing. I'm actually. I forgot that I already 100. had the falcon nib on the 912. So I yeah. don't need that. Because the, the falcon is like really light too. It probably is going to write better than the 912. But oh, then, I have two the po- nine... then I have two pocket pens though. Do you I could need swap two out pens? the 912 for the falcon. No. Oh, God, no. Oh, okay. Why would I do that? I don't know. 912 is the best. All right, no, I'm going to go with the dark matter. So you should let me pick you a pen. I'll find the no, most obnoxious I'm gonna, one. I'm going to commit to it. So, shown pocket six dark matter, nice. which we're almost sold out of. By the way, we might be they might be gone by the time this airs. Um, nine twelve pilot pilot nine twelve Kabeco Lilliput pilot E ninety five S, and then the Sailor Moroccan Mint Pro Gear Slim. Nice, nice. And Re- recap yours? for me, the Benu Euphoria Sangria. The Opus 88 demo, the uh, Kaweco Sport in the pearlescent finish, the Pilot Custom 823, and the Twisby 580 ALR in Prussian blue. And you actually own most of these already, don't you? The I don't own an Opus. Well, I, I do own an Opus. You I don't, don't have own the big one. That yeah, okay. I have a mini one. Yeah. Um, and I don't own an 823. Okay. But I'm thinking that yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to rectify that. I own a Pro Gear Slim. Um, mm-hmm. I own the Lilliput. I own the 912. I own the E95S. So I own all of mine except for the Shone. So that's not really like an, ima- no, an, no, a, an exercise not... in imagination. You just like what you like. I do. Yeah, I There's do. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but I really should buy that pen before it goes away because I'm going to be real sad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, there is our pen draft. That was a fun little exercise. I might do that again with Brian to see what his answers are and how different they would be. I feel like I would be way more competitive with Brian because oh, we'd yeah. be picking a bunch of pilots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I thought it was a little bit, uh, we would definitely get more variety with you involved. Oh, for yes, sure. because I have absolutely no rules when it comes to the fountain pen. No, you, I just, I, I get anything you like and everything. I do. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the Q&A section of this episode of Goulet Pencast. If you'd like to email us, you can do so using info at gouletpens.com. No, sorry. It. That's not email. That's them. If you want to talk yes. to customer care, email info at gouletpens.com. If you'd like to email the Pencast, it's pencast at gouletpens.com if you have questions. But, of course, you can always drop questions into the comment section here on YouTube. Or, But, yeah, if you're an audio listener, email me. Yeah. Pencast at gouletpens.com. All right. And uh, next up, in lieu of yet another 
pen spotlight, we're going to spotlight another member of the team. And this time it is Brandon, who is our fulfillment specialist three. I had a chance to sit down with him and we talked about a bunch of random stuff. Now we are not focusing as much about the person's job when it comes to these interviews. We're just literally yeah. getting to know them. I'm just asking them. You know, we have some really awesome people here yeah. that we get to, do, we get to talk to all the time. Heck yeah. So now everybody gets so, to meet them. Yeah. So enjoy uh, a little bit of Brandon. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Brandon. That's me. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Drew. <laughs> um, so you occupy a role of employee here at the Goulet Pen Company in the warehouse. I do. Your title is what exactly? Fulfillment specialist number three. And you are you the only three? The only three. Okay, so right now, the you know, there's not a whole lot of people back there. And you're pretty much the decision maker today, aren't you? Today, yeah. Has that been <laughs> weird today? Have you had anything funky come at you? Not really. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, do you wish, like, hey, I'm the head honcho today. You want something to come at you no. that you get to problem? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But then no. but then you can be like, hey, I can take care of business. I'm Brandon. Boom. We don't need none of y'all. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, you didn't have to, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how long have you worked here? And what did you do before here? It'll be nine years in January. Nine? Yeah. See, Micah said eight. And I'm like, I don't remember mm -hmm. if Brandon was here before or after Micah. It's like, after five yeah. years, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I remember eight when he interviewed. Dang. Yeah. So you're pretty much 10. Pretty much. Wow. I mean, I might as well just say I'm 10. That's crazy. Yeah. And what did you do before? Worked at Staples for nine years. That's right. Do you wish that we had, like, an, a, a uniform, like an outfit? No. So you could put on, you know, no. you know, got a nice red no. shirt. No. No. Do you still have your red shirt? No. You don't? No. See, no. I still kept my no. Circuit City shirts after I left. Why? I don't know. They didn't ask for them back. I think they made us pay for them. No, we, we didn't. We didn't have to pay for them. So the company paid for them. Both of our retail experience put us in red shirts. Did you, you wear khakis? Yeah. We had to wear black pants, which was awful. Especially in the summertime. Yeah, I think we, I think we could wear black or khaki. We couldn't wear jeans. I think later in uh, Circuit City's history, mm. they said jeans were okay. After they were like, "We're going out of business. We should, we should do all we can." <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? Wear jeans. Pulling out all the stops. We're letting our We're gonna let our people wear jeans. We're gonna, we're gonna beat Best Buy. No, nope. were, were they polos too? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was the worst in the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> and the colors were all like scratchy on your neck and stuff like that like, i spent mo most of my time in like our receiving area oh and yeah they didn't have any ac back there oh gosh and you help out in the receiving area here sometimes which too. is a blessing because there's ac back there yeah the whole yeah. warehouse is air conditioned yeah. here that is that is yeah. delightful um well that's cool uh personally about brandon outside of work well speaking of work you don't really do the whole fountain pen thing do you Yeah, mm -mm. that's fine yeah um outside of work what is your oldest hobby the thing that you've been into the longest like from from we we lad brandon little mini brandon what was mini brandon into that old man brandon is still into <laughs> baseball baseball yeah baseball was my first love nice yeah and pretty much from t-ball all the way up to high school and are the mariners your team no the blue jays blue jays okay probably should have worn my jersey today that would have been because sometimes is that a mariner's hat 
Well, I mean, this is King Griffey Jr. Which is technically, it's the Mariners' colors. And he was my favorite player I'm trying to up. know things about baseball, man. Yeah. You're not letting me. Okay, Blue King Griffey Jr. was my favorite All right. growing up. That's I mean, the, I think. I know like five things about baseball, and that's one of them. Was yeah. that King Griffey Jr. was on the Mariners. I feel like everybody from my generation that loved baseball loved King Griffey Jr. Well, he had the video game. Yeah, video game. He had the backwards hat. He had the swag. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay, so the Nobody Blue, else was doing so it it's all, Has it always been the Blue Jays? Um. I was a Mariners fan in the be- in the beginning, but um, when I was I had my first year of kids pitch, we were the Blue Jays. Kids pitch, yeah. Is that like little league? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah, but it was just, you had the kids pitch instead of the coaches pitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, so literal kids pitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's and we were the Blue Jays, and I was like, well, you know, if I'm gonna love this, I need a I need a team and stick with the team. So, so you went all in. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. My little league team was the Orioles. So I guess in a way, like when I would see Orioles merge, I'd feel a certain connection to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. And I've been to, let's see, I've been to Milwaukee to see a Brewers game when they play the Blue Jays. I've been to Baltimore to see the Blue Jays play. And I get stopped by Canadians asking me if I'm from Canada. And they've said they've never met somebody from the United States that love the Blue Jays. (gasps) Yeah. What? I was like, yeah. I was like, what about your your face looks Canadian? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out why did they think you were Canadian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's strange, really. Yeah. I guess I don't. I guess I don't. I don't hear people talk about baseball nearly as much as football here. But I, yeah. I can't recollect anybody ever saying anything about Blue Jays. So yeah. That's cool. I mean, I mean, if you really, especially for like ESPN and the, actually the the coverage of baseball, they never cover the Blue Jays just because it's. You know, Canada. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what about a new hobby? Something you've like kind of recently got into? Sports cards. Since the pandemic, I've gotten. Well, I I gotten. I wasn't a sports card collector when I was a kid. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. But like, I really got back into it during the pandemic. I think a lot of like yeah. we we saw fountain pens get really popular in the pandemic, and mm-hmm. then you talk to Trevor. He said that vinyl record prices went up. Mm-hmm. Talk to Micah. He says Pokemon cards went up. Yeah. I can't buy retro video games anymore because those are too <laughs> expensive for me to buy. Yeah. So yeah. So you had a see, for me it was Game Boy stuff. I got into Game Boy stuff during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you jumped into the whole. Uh, have you found any like really cool rookie cards or anything like that since you jumped in? Right now, I... Well, are you buying packs or are you buying individual cards? So I used to buy packs, but then when I, then I would just want to collect the players that I want. Right. But it's also cool to... Yeah, packs. the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, probably my most expensive card that I've pulled out of a pack is a Juan Soto who used to play for the Nationals. He plays for the Padres now. Okay. So are you only doing baseball cards? You doing all I do. I do baseball, hockey, and some of football. Okay. So sorry, yeah. I interrupted you about yeah. the, the um, valuable one. It's right now. It, it's a very rare card, but it's like close to a thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh dang! They've only printed maybe like maybe thirty of them. That's yeah. that's a good chunk of a Disney trip right there. Maybe, maybe like a half a day. When you maybe. get really des- when you get really desperate. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of Disney, um, uh, do you have a favorite place to vacation or visit? Yeah, it's <laughs> Disney World, obviously. <laughs> We're gonna get more into that later because yeah. Brandon and I have a bit of a feud going on there. <laughs> feud. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could have three unlimited condiments come out of your hands, 
like unlimited. Like you always have like, like for me, red pepper flakes. I want red pepper flakes on everything. I want it everywhere I go. Three, unlimited that you could just summon. What would they be? What do you put on everything? Or maybe the one that like is hard to find. You don't always have it available. Like ketchup's a dumb one. You don't want to do ketchup because you, you can always find ketchup. Well, I mean, that's what I always put on my hot dog sandwich. But <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> we actually talked about that last uh, week on the pencast. Oh, did you? Uh, about sandwich definitions. And, uh, of course, Brian went on this deep dive about, like, oh, how certain states have certain laws about what's what's a sandwich and what's not. Apparently, New York thinks everything's a sandwich. Including, oh, yeah. Including yeah. burritos. Like, legally, like, a, a wrap is a sandwich, a burrito is a sandwich. So. Like, anything with bread is now a sandwich. Pretty much. As far as New York, because they can tax it differently, I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. New York thinks everything's a sandwich. Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right. Well, let's let's skip the condiment thing, because you're just a straight-up ketchup ketchup jabroni. Well, ketchup um, and mustard. All right. Hey, yeah. all-American. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, favorite movie, Brandon? I've got a lot. Well, just pick a, pick a couple to pop in the brain. Like my top three is Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. Um, the Sandlot. Accidental Macho Man. There, sorry. Sandlot. Oh, okay. Just because it reminds me of me and my brother playing baseball as kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, yeah, it's it's tough. Is it gonna be another sports movie? No, it's, no? it's probably The Goonies. <gasps> That's good enough for yeah. me. Yeah. Cindy Lauper? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I heard the Goonies, like, the the, the soundtrack, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like, in, like, a commercial recently. Really? Yes. And it was, like, blowing my mind because I couldn't think of what it was. But I'm like, that's the freaking Goonies song. And no one knew what I was talking about. Like, yo, yo, listen, that's a Goody song. It's like, what are you talking about? It's just, it's just random music. Yeah. Every time I hear Cindy Lauper's voice, it thinks, I think well, of that, the Goonies. Yeah, well, obviously yeah. that's that's the song. But then they had like the actual theme. Hmm. The theme was playing in a commercial. Was it was like a car chase? No, no, it was just like a like a I don't know like a. I mean, it's a great co- car chase. Co- oh yeah, absolutely. Theme. But that's the theme. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like a college ad or something like that. I don't know. I'll that's, have to find it for you. That's weird. It freaked me out, man. But oh god, I love the Goonies. Um, <laughs> And uh, also, it's an 85 film. That's when I was born. Yeah. yeah. So, that's almost as good as 84. <laughs> almost as good. All right. Favorite type of music, Brandon? What do you listen to? Pretty much anything, really. Yeah, I don't actually know what you listen to. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, old stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like, even old video game stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I could listen to old video game stuff all day yeah. long. Heck yeah, man. All right. Let's move on to some Brandon-centric discussions. Let's revisit... Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Disney thing. Brandon and I, we love going to Disney World when our budgets are kind to us and when we can afford it. <laughs> we both love Epcot. If you've ever been to Epcot, you're faced with a decision. You either go left and start with Mexico in the World Showcase, or some people go right and start at Canada and work their way around and finish in Mexico. Brandon, I think you're in the minority here. That's fine. I don't think that the world recognizes Canada as the official starting point. Well, I mean, there'll be less people that way. Okay, well, <laughs> make a case for me. Why? 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 Why do you have to be so counterculture and deny the proper Mexico starting point? You know what? I know what it is. You want to save the Three Caballeros ride no, for last because no. it is the best. <laughs> oh, no. that's it. It's the best for last, right? No. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's because you get the figment first? 
Well, sometimes we go to Figment and it's kind of behind that way, so it's easier to go. I should have known. Way. I should have yeah. known Figment was behind yeah. your madness. Figment is great. <laughs> we oh also, that's also another. It is an another point of contention. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Also, I need to pick a bone. I have a bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. I was not interested at all in professional wrestling for okay. over for over ten years. <laughs> And yet, till the past this past year, and then now Brandon just starts peppering in little bits of conversation, perking my ears up. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds interesting. Let me look that up. And before I know it, in- my Instagram feed is just flooded with pro wrestling stuff that I keep on clicking on. You're welcome. And now this this year, I've that's watched- probably my fault too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now this this year alone, I've probably watched like three events of which I haven't watched any. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone said to me last week. You know, Drew doesn't ever stop being interested in anything. And I would have said that wasn't true because I I did stop being interested in pro wrestling. But now I can't say that about anything. If I'm into it, I kind of stay into it. Yeah. You're that way in a lot of ways, too, aren't mm-hmm. you? Like, you, you seem to, like, you know, you and I talk a lot about, like, stuff from our childhood that we're still super into. Maybe our yeah. generation just didn't grow up. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> that makes us extremely susceptible to marketing efforts, too. For sure. For oh, sure. well. No, I don't care. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, well. um, so if you go over to your packing station where Brandon sits and packs his orders, I will say it has more personality than most of the other tables over there. Oh, thanks. You've got a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Most of it has to do with the Philadelphia Flyers. Some of it, yeah. I see a lot of orange and black. Yeah. Just if I squint my eyes, I see a lot of... Where does that interest come from and why is it so prevalent it's depressing being a fan is depressing being a fan of that team is depressing is it like the browns uh or the lions i know they they lose all the time well the lions are coming around lions are doing okay yeah, okay they're coming around they're coming around okay um yeah they have not won since the 70s wait what do you mean not won a stanley cup since the 70s oh, oh. they've been to two stanley cup finals twice one they got swept and the other, they lost in six games. So are you just a glutton for punishment or? I don't know. <laughs> you just really I like their mascot? Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a fan from before the mascot. But. Wait, they didn't have the mascot? No. Mascots. Uh, Gritty has only been there for four years. Four or five years. That's it? Yeah. Who'd they have before that? Nothing. Nothing? No, just a bunch of depressed <laughs> Phil, you know, Philadelphia people. <laughs> Well, I was like, well, 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 they had to have a flyer or something. Like something. No, had to, no, nope, had nothing. Huh. And now Gritty is now the face of the whole entire franchise. So that yeah. tells you where the state of the team is. So instead of focusing on the players and their accomplishment, they have to market Gritty. Oh. And now he has his own section in the arena where he just does. Well, chaos. you know what? I bet you there are teams in the NHL that lose just as much as the Flyers, but don't have an awesome mascot, right? Maybe they do. They do this fan like voting thing at the end of the year. And I feel like Gritty should win every year because as anybody else talks, talks about is Gritty from like the mascot world. But like, how does, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights mascot win anything? Is it just a, is it just a knight? I don't know what he is, but his, his name is Chance being, you know, Las Vegas. And- oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, boo. Yeah. But hey, they won a Stanley Cup last year, so I can't get that mad. Forget the Golden Knights. <laughs> they cheated. 
<laughs> All right. Um, let me do one more. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, you know what? I think we covered everything. Did we? I think we did. That's it. Well, Brandon, thank you for allowing all of them the opportunity to get to know your fabuli- fabulous self. The hairy face. It's certain. Yes. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brandon. Sure. Thank you. Okay. That was Brandon and all of his delightfulness. Love it. And, um, you know, we will continue this for as long as uh, I want to. So, <laughs> And you have people interested have, in Yes, we've yeah, got it. We've we'll, got it. You've got a good list, though. Oh, yeah. We'll have at least, you know, six more of these for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, so now we can move on to the what's happening section and just kind of just chat about what's going on in our lives. Ooh, Adrian. I love it. I love knowing what's going on in your life. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to talk a little bit about my wife. Okay. Who does not like fountain pens. Okay. Nor does she like roller balls. She likes... What does she like to write with? Dry ballpoints. She likes the big stick, the big crystal, the Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. the lamest, most... She likes a good clicky, like, multi-pen. Oh. Like, just pasty sadness. Oh, yeah. Does she do that to troll you? No, she just... She doesn't like wetness on the page she doesn't like smeariness so she has no patience for anything that's going to smear so not even a a wet rollerball so fair fair. she won't even really write with a retro 51 because it's too wet it's too wet yeah i i mean i can respect that i don't agree yeah so very utilitarian when it comes to writing yeah so i we had um my grandmother's birthday recently and of course it's me i happen to have like i have my fountain pens here like these were in my bag at home mm-hmm. um, because really these are the only pens I have inked up at any given time. So, yeah. but if these happen to stay at work, cause I bring them back and forth in my bag, but sometimes I don't bring my bag home. Then I have no fountain pens at home. So I keep some varsities there. Fair. So the varsities are always in the drawer. I pulled out a varsity in this case to write on my grandmother's birthday card, left it out. And uh, it just kind of made its way into Shannon's hands for here and there. Yeah. And she comes and tells me the other day, she's like, Drew, I've been writing with that varsity and I'm just like hanging on like, yes. And she says, reluctantly, I like it. And I'm like, that's fine. You don't need to be reluctant about it. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Like, you don't need to be at odds. She's, she's like, no, it, it, it writes every time. It's smooth. It dries really quickly. Yeah. Like the piloting she's, does dry quickly. I'm like, oh, thank you. She's not that's a monster sweet. after all. It's so pleasing. She's really hinging on this. No, she still doesn't like Star Wars, so oh, it's all right. Yeah. You know, irreconcilable differences. It's all right. Yeah. You know what? If she was perfect, <laughs> I wouldn't believe she existed, right? That's true. She's just a mirage. That is true. Oh, uh, Shannon. Um, so that was delightful. That is wonderful. Yes. Um, just going to rant a little bit. Going to get okay. up on a soapbox for a moment. Excellent. If you don't mind. Uh, yesterday, I went to Popeye's Chicken. Okay. Bought a combo. Okay. Because I needed to go to Michael's crafts over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and i was like all right this is on the way uh do you oh, want yeah, 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 to know yeah. how much i paid for just the the the, the three-piece chicken tender meal sides it, what it came with so it's just three-piece chicken so, tender yeah, it came meal to, with sides and a drink yeah. i'm gonna say 947 11.99 what 11.99 and i thought i was actually going high yeah that's ridiculous. Right? That is ridiculous. It wasn't even that good. No. And they forgot my my, my blackened ranch dipping sauce. Oh. Eleven ninety nine. Not and good I could at even, all. This isn't even the five piece. This is the three piece. Yeah, that's 
that's like four dollars a tender. Fast food right now yeah, is neither fast nor affordable. Mm -mm. What are we doing here? Well, it's like over a year ago when I went to Chipotle, <sighs> and I got a Chipotle bowl. I did add guac, and I did get a drink. But when it was all said and done, it was twenty three dollars. It's like I can't afford to eat those. It's killing me. Yeah. And like. If, if, if I'm going to put unhealthy stuff in my body, I at least want it to be affordable. Yes. You know, come on. Like, There's a whole reason it's garbage food is you want yeah. it to be right. cheap and accessible. I'm making a sacrifice here. Like, right. help me out. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I'm sacrificing my well-being yeah. in my lifespan. <laughs> None of this healthy nonsense. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but... that is absurd. Was it good? No. Not even a little bit? No. It was, like, I asked for it spicy, and I don't think it was spicy. They didn't give me my sauce. Who like... has the best chicken tenders, then, in your opinion? Ooh. Bojangles. Yes. Yeah. The Supremes. Definitely Bojangles. Love them. Mm. Yeah. Agree. So I, I agree. Bo has my loyalty. I will not be going yeah. to Popeyes. Nope. But still, Bo's not cheap either. So anyway, yeah. off the soapbox, just just did, did a little thing. After Michael's, I went and bought some styrofoam balls because I need to do like a nib demonstration later in another video. It was right next to Five Below. I'm like, let me pop mm -hmm. into Five Below and just see what they got. <laughs> I bought some freeze dried candy. So I've been following this candy place. Uh, on Instagram, uh -huh. pop, popping candy. It's like UK-based okay. candy store. And they'll actually do videos on like putting a bunch of candy in a freeze dryer, like gummy root beers, you know, those things. Yeah. They'll freeze dry them. They'll pull them out and they're just like, they look like Cheetos. Like, oh, because they like yeah, get all puffy? Yeah, they're, they're all puffy full of like, they're just no moisture at all. Just completely crunchy, like pork rinds. Oh my God. Um, do they taste like candy? So I've always been curious. I put a bunch of stuff in my cart, but they're in the UK. So shipping is yeah. like, you know, you know, 30 bucks Yeah. Um, for like some candy. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. do that. So I found at this, at Five Below, they had freeze-dried Skittles and freeze-dried uh, Bright Crawlers, the gummy sour ones. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I bought some of those. And the Skittles are like, they look like they've exploded, like Skittles popcorn. <gasps> so there's a big white center where the middle is, and then they're kind of like capped with the candy shell. Oh those were goodness. delicious. Oh. They still tasted like Skittles, but they're totally crunchy. So like a, like, uh, Skittles, not um, cheese ball, like a yeah. the the cheese yeah not <sighs> not quite as big, a little, okay. still a little okay. more dense because okay. Skittles are very dense. That's true. Um, but the gummy worms, they inflated to like this larger than a Cheeto, and they were just it was like eating a sugary gummy pork rind. Like the texture was that of a pork rind. Oh, that sounds odd. It was very odd. But the flavor was there. Was gummy worm, a sour gummy worm. I'm going to have to, you said five below? Yeah. I'm going to have to go it get some of those so Skittles. It was so funky. That's, mm. And of course, they're both five bucks, which I'm like, why am I paying $5? But it's still less than candy? $30 and it then is, like a bajillion in I'm shipping. I'm grouchy about prices right now. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was fun. That did, fun. did that yesterday. Yeah. And uh, over the weekend, we went with our friends and their kid, who is best pals with Archer, Sal. Sal. And we went and took them to the pumpkin patch and let them pick a pumpkin. Aww. Of course, you know, Shannon and I have an agreement, you know, this year where we're only doing that one pumpkin patch pumpkin because those mm -hmm. are always overpriced. Yep. And then we're just going to, if we want any more pumpkins, we'll go to the grocery store and get yeah. them. So that's yeah. what we did. He picked out his one pumpkin. Nice. Did that whole thing. It was nice because it wasn't like you didn't have to take a little hay ride to get to the field or anything. Mm -hmm. It was right there. They had just thrown the pumpkins into a field. This wasn't actually a cut your own pumpkin scenario. So, okay, whatever. That's fine. I didn't but know I, there was an option to cut yeah, your own pumpkin. We, we've gone to like legit pumpkin patches wow. before where you do, they're growing there in the field. 
But then there are wow. like the pumpkin patches where they're just they just kind of that's drop the them off a truck ever, in a field. You yeah, know? that's what I've been to. Yeah, no, they, they're legit ones. We've done that cool. before. But you always have to like drive to them. It's all yeah. muddy. They have to do a long walk, and it's just and then they're super expensive. So yeah, not worth it. We had the whole experience. We got out there, let them pick one, so it worked out. So that nice. was nice, pleasant weather was good, a little cool, but fine. Um, and then after that, we went to Sploot Fest which was a locally organized corgi meetup at Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. Oh, my goodness. There were probably 200-plus corgis there. Oh, my gosh. Shannon has been following their Facebook group for months oh. um, as they organized this. It was yeah. the first one they did. They had food trucks, events. You know, they had vendors, you know, people making corgi-related crafts and leashes and snacks and stuff. I was going to say, you had to have homemade treats. Oh, so much, so much. It was absolute chaos, though. So as we were getting there... Um, we saw like hordes of dogs leaving. We're like, oh no, we missed it. Nope, still plenty. And it was, they it, they had a lot of stuff there. The attendance was great, but it uh -huh. was just madness. So there, yeah. there was a tent that had all the little vendors in there, but you could only kind of go in, go out the same way you got in. So it was oh, really kind of crowded in there. Yeah. And there was no flow. Uh, they said later on the Facebook group that like, hey, we learned a lot. You know, we'll, we'll you know, figure some stuff out next year. Let us know your feedback. So That's we'll cool. probably try again, but- yeah. Are corgis like herding dogs? Yes. So were they like all trying to hurt each other? Were they trying to hurt the humans? No, or just no. They were all pretty chill. Chilling? Yeah, okay. they're all pretty chill. And they're not particularly aggressive dogs either. So like, yeah. I didn't hear any like, I didn't hear a lot of barking. I heard no like fighting or growling or anything yeah. like that. Like, That's no, they're cool. just pretty chill. They're just such distinguished dogs. They are. They're very distinguished dogs. They are dogs. very distinguished. So... Yeah, we, we kind of were like, all right, this is kind of crazy. I don't know what to do. I'm, we're just kind of like standing around with our dog and we're like, all right, what do we do now? I don't yeah. know. So we just kind of left. We, yeah. was like, we showed up. We saw it. It was insane. And then we yeah. booked out of there early. So. Yeah, given it a year or two to, yeah. to re- yeah. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Are we like like letting them do Like they had like a little agility tryout thing, but we only saw that when we were leaving. We're like, oh, oh. there's a thing. He could have run through a little tunnel and was this hank or felix or? we brought hank and felix okay. um we did not bring dinah because she had a skin infection the previous weeks mm. we we're like we're gonna leave that alone let yep. her completely heal yep. um so that was a thing um right before we went to that uh my wife's um sister and uh um, brother-in-law arrived with their kid to stay with us for the week nice so we dragged them over there too of course they were probably exhausted, but they're there for this week. Shannon's nice, got nice. the week off, so they're doing stuff. They're just kind of hanging out in Carytown today, and so we'll probably Great. do something. I might take off Thursday if I get yeah. if I get enough work done to you know go to Williamsburg with them. But I say you can have it off. I know I got to get that video done though. Oh. The troubleshooting one. Yeah, you do. Oof. Oof. It's <sighs> gonna be amazing. Yeah, I need to build. But it's a... Williamsburg. I know. Well, we go there all the time. It's yeah, like yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna try to do that. We'll see. But I'm taking all next week off. Right. So I need to figure out what to do there. There's a there's a UFC on Saturday too that mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to hit. But uh, um, yeah, next next week is uh, all. all What's your me. video week? No, I'm not gonna work. No, no, no. You watch videos. Oh, watch videos. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna watch some movies. Yeah. I have a, I have a list. I don't know like I don't know what to watch, but um, I thought about just watching all the Batman movies, but then I've seen a random smattering of the Batman movies. I mean, I've definitely seen them all, but I don't want to watch Batman and Robin. All right, so here's my list. The bad. Abyss. Okay. Knives Out. Great. Sherlock Holmes 2, because I've recently watched the first one. Game of Shadows, the one yeah. I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. 
Nope. LA Confidential, Gladiator, John Bronco Rides Again. I already saw John Bronco. It's amazing. If you haven't seen John Bronco, watch it. Um, Shang-Chi, I only saw that once. I want to watch it again. Is that the legend of Shang-Chi? Yeah, and yeah. Shang-Chi Marvel. and the, yeah, okay. Uh, the Invention of Lying, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Stargate. Oh, I, I haven't seen one. Stargate since I was a kid. Watchmen, just got in the mood. I want to watch Watchmen again. Uh, Death on the Nile. And the other Poirot movie that um, Kenneth uh, Murder Brano. on the Orient yeah. Express? No, no, watch that one. But there's oh, two okay. two more have come out since then. Oh. Yeah. So I want to watch those. Huh. Yeah. Um, Batman movies, maybe. Gangs of New York, definitely. Total Recall and Vice. Well, the Cheney movie. Wow. Uh, with Christian Bale. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got to pick like four of these. That maybe. is a lot. You've it got is. some really good ones. Most of them I've seen already. Yeah. I just want to watch them again. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I got to work on Archer's costume i gotta paint yeah because that's coming up weather allowing yeah right, I, it's right. primed i just gotta just gotta paint it yeah nice so, yeah that's gonna be that's my that's my what's happening cool what's going on with you well i celebrated a birthday this past weekend oh cool well my birthday wasn't this weekend it was last week but we um wait your birthday yeah you celebrated your birthday yeah my birthday was last week i don't think i knew that yeah well, happy was, birthday. Thank you. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm older than you. Hey, hey, just by a tiny bit. Just a little tiny bit. But um, we did a 90s style party. And it's awesome. If I do say so myself, it was awesome. Did you, did you write names on the cards for the seating arrangement or the snacks? No, because it was like a just come. But I yeah. did. I should have taken a picture. Um, maybe I can get you a picture by the time this airs, but I did uh, four different pages with like 90s slang, a this or that, 90s movies, and... Give us a this or that example. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Dragon Ball Z. Oh! Dragon Ball Z. I don't, yeah. know, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh! Everybody really. Everybody chooses Dragon Ball Z. Obviously, nice. NSYNC, our Backstreet Boys. I always got them confused. I think all of the songs that I attributed to... Backstreet Boys, I later found out were NSYNC songs. So you're an NSYNC person. I guess. Yeah. You know yeah. what I will say? I will say during the time where I was watching a ton of MTV, uh-huh. there was Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle. Uh-huh. There was Chris Cornell's uh, something where he's like in a burning room, but it was an awesome song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Waiting for Tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there was NSYNC, Larger Than Life. That's Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Crap. Oh, Backstreet God. Boys. All right. So that song, I love the music video of that song. Yes. One of them's like flying in space. It and is a really doing good. like a robot dance with a bunch of CG robots behind him. Yeah. So that song I thought was cool. That is, that is, I, I but like in any of those songs, I just have a very fond memory of because like I just, we would wake up in the morning before the bus came, we would just turn on MTV. Yep. And those, like that batch of songs, I guess it was like 2000. One maybe two thousand ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight ninety nine really okay maybe? I don't know I don't know anyway it um, was it was high school for both of us right but it wasn't late high school for me because I was still in my old house okay so I don't know but yeah, yeah. that that group of so- songs and those music videos like uh, Power Man five thousand was on there uh, Worlds Collide that one oh, all, wow. all around that same time period yeah so yeah so. I guess Backstreet yeah. Boys then, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we had adult Lunchables. So instead of like not great sandwich meat, we had... <laughs> that wet sandwich meat? Yeah, no. We had uh, salami and pepperoni. Oh, and that's awesome. Habon. Oh, 
You you Hamon? told me about that because you were talking about how you needed to find Dunkaroos. Yes. Did you find Dunkaroos? I found Dunkaroos. Yes! And okay. everybody was so excited. Yeah. Did you get chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. The okay. original. Awesome. Yeah. The original. They have both out Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, we did oh, Dunkaroos. So glad. Okay. We did uh, the Lunchables, the adult Lunchables. Right. Ricky made homemade bagel bites. Ooh. So he did homemade bagels. Homemade marinara pizza sauce. Ooh. He didn't do the homemade cheese, but that's just because we ran out of time. You need to have cheese cubes that don't melt ever. Yeah, yeah. We could <laughs> we could have probably made that happen if we'd gotten like um, a vegan cheese because that doesn't melt so much. But we just did regular mozzarella. We we have bagel bites in the freezer right and then now. Guess what we had as our our prime drink option, and it was a non-alcoholic drink. It couldn't have been Surge. No, okay. sadly no. All right, yeah, that, that but it does start with an S. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sunny D. Oh, nice. Yes. And again, oh, I cannot remember was, the last time I've had Sunny oh, D. It, you drink it now and you're like, this is just sugar water. Oh, God. It is so. I can feel it in the back of my throat already. But so Dang. we found the little like eight ounce, which was great. Yeah. Because it was little. Um, and then we had the makings for White Russians, if anybody wanted that, because Big Lebowski yeah. was really popular. Um, and we had 90s music and 90s movies playing on. Oh, that sounds we awesome. We played uh, Balderdash, which is a fun game. That is a fun game. Uh, just See, that, really that's a game time. I could play because yeah. it doesn't involve pieces or nope. a board. And it's really just making up stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is and great. And being confident about your nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. So we had a really, really good time. Um, and then Sunday, Ricky and I got both our COVID and our flu shots. Yeah. And uh, that was not as much fun as the party. It wiped you out. Party was way more fun. Yeah. 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 Happy birthday. Ha- now no, fall over feel, for a day. Feel not great. But, yeah. you know. Were you off all yesterday? No, I worked all day yesterday. You did? I just, oh, okay. I just, just felt, like, felt like garbage. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> I thought you were off. No, Oof. I just worked from home, and like the day ended at five. I closed my computer. I scooched like one pillow over on the couch <laughs> and lay down and took like an hour and a half nap because oh, I was so tired. Adrian. Yeah, and then the thing that's coming up is I'm going to Belgium for two weeks. Well, Ricky's coming with me. When did that materialize? A year ago. My very what? best friend in the whole wide world lives in Brussels. And we're... Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes. Huh. He and I like this. You have not told me about this relationship. Yeah. How about that? All right. Yeah. So we're going to go to Brussels and Dang. maybe uh, Bruges, Ghent, some what? other little cities around. And we're going to go to Amsterdam. And I'm so excited because there's one of the best Van Gogh oh, museums. I did know you were going to Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. Golly, yeah. So I've got little yeah. segments. Yeah. Okay. But I'm so excited about the Van Gogh Museum. It's just, it's going to be amazing. And uh, the canals. And I don't know about the Anne Frank house, but I don't know like how much in advance you have to get tickets and our dates aren't quite set. So if we can, we will. But if we can't, then we'll just walk along the canals and have Hot chocolate? Hot cider? I don't know what they drink in Amsterdam and Belgium. I mean, I would assume in Belgium they have hot chocolate because Belgian chocolate is kind of the thing. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Fantastic. When when is that happening? Like weeks? Uh, Months? Two weeks. (gasps) Two weeks. So when I get back... Two weeks from now. So when I get back, you're going to be gone. You get back on the 20... You're off next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be gone. <gasps> this Friday is That's the last so Friday I'll see you for I, three weeks. Right. Well, oh. I, I won't. I won't have seen Brian for two weeks either because he's oh, off yeah. and I'm off. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. What am I going to do? Well, uh, 
we figured it out. We are only going to be in Virginia for 11 days in the month of November. And I'm only going to be working here for uh, eight of them. What the heck? Yeah. Because we're also going to San Francisco. That's wacky. Yeah. For family Thanksgiving. Whew. Yeah. Lots of traveling in the month of November. <sighs> you got a dog person? We do. Cool. I need a dog person. Yeah. We I'm a, I'm I'm a little I'm a little. Is a new dog person? Yeah. First time dog person. First, I mean, yeah. they know our dogs and yeah. have been around us and our dogs, but this is the first time we're like leaving them for two whole weeks. Do you have a backup emergency dog person? Hey, Drew. Just in case. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was coming there. Like, yeah. let let me let me know. I'd be yeah happy. To we know. um, Crystal also said she okay. would be happy if cool. if anything happens. So we've awesome. we've got some plans. But All yeah, right. well, good luck with that. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. I cannot wait to come back with lots of chocolate. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. That is what's happening. Um, let's tackle a few company updates and then we'll get out of here for this week. Okay. Company updates. We've got a new video this week. It is me being stupid uh, talking about Frankenpens. So not trying to sell any pens in this video for sure, but uh, I mixed and matched some barrels, caps, and bodies of a bunch of different fountain pens. Some are horrendous, some are pretty cool. So check that out if you're curious about that. Sort of a Halloween thing, but also not really. And then next week, we are going to have zero pen casts. So Brian and I are unavailable. So it'll be a gap week, so sorry about that. But we will be putting out another video Brian's top demonstrator pens should be um, uh, publishing on Wednesday of next week. So nice. you can always check that out if you want a little dose of Brian. And then uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. But we will have some, you know, we are approaching the holiday season. So we will see some outages here and there yeah. to be expected because people are having vacations. Holidays are happening. And that's just the way of the, the season. Yep. So anyway... That's it. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up. So I'm just going to say thanks so much for watching. Please leave us feedback about how we're doing. Ask us how we can be better about the show, which you don't ever do. Brian tells you every week and no one ever says this is how you can be better. Um, I have been told to calm down, though. I've been have been told to relax. I think not, you not, were very relaxed. No, I'm always uptight. I'm just a oh. very high-strung individual, but oh. that's just the way I am. So there have been other videos, not necessarily the pen cast, but people yeah. in, in other comments about like me just in solo videos be like, this guy needs to relax. But they just don't know I'm always like that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm like sometimes relaxed, but not 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 at work usually. <laughs> I guess like I would say you're very energetic, but yeah. not like high strung. Maybe not. I don't know. I am I'm naturally awkward though. So yeah, you're gonna get a little bit of that. Sorry. That's great. Um yeah, that's just that's just me, bro. Um and then if you want to check us out on YouTube, check us out on Instagram. We've got a TikTok happening sometimes, but you know what to do there. And then um, I don't have a random fun fact, but Radrian already shared a fun fact about the shark eyeballs. So you got that. Yep. So that is that. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some of your time with us. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate any support you give. If you buy from us, that's awesome. If all you do is just sit down with us for two hours and listen to us, that is equally awesome. That's just awesome. We appreciate it. It's noticed and appreciated. Thank you so very much. Yeah. And right, right on. on.